Welcome to the Hope Community Church Podcast. We're so grateful that you're here with us today. We pray that these messages encourage you, inspire you, and give you hope. Whether you are in your car, at your house, or your job, we hope you enjoy these messages. We're going to do something a little different. I have preached in front of this thing before, and it's horrific as well. But we've been talking about legacy for the past, uh, I don't know, seven weeks. This will be the eighth week uh, in our sermon series called Leave a Mark, about how to leave a legacy in your life, leave something behind, leave, leave something for someone else to build off of. And I thought there'd be no better way to wrap this up than have Carl and Kathy come up and just have a conversation with them uh, about what it's like to do something. They've really been in ministry 45 years. And so... Um, so we're going to do that this morning. Could you give a Hope Community Church welcome to Carr and Kathy Lucia as they come up? Well, this is, if you've never met them, this is Carl and Kathy Lucier. And um, push the button. Is the button on? Push the button. Push the button. <laughs> and he was on pretty good behavior first service, but this, um, this may be where it goes off the rails. Could happen. So I met you guys in 19, did you figure it out? Are, are, we, are we good? Anybody? There you go. She, she fixed it again. No, 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 don't push that one. So um, Beth and I uh, started coming to this church in 1996, and the Lucers were already a part of it. And, and, we, and so um, you got here, you said, in 1992, and, and we'll go back over that. But I want to get it cleared up right away. We've known each other 25 years. Yeah. And, um, and, and been th- to pretty much every – our kids grew up. Experiencing kids, sir, yeah. and they're old, older now, getting married, going off on their own, and all that stuff. And and so I just wanted to, I just wanted to establish right up front, after a 25-year relationship, and and how much you meant to my kids, and and all that stuff. Who might, who might be your favorite pastor, of, of like every, everywhere that you've been. You've been to churches all over the place. I just wonder, like, I mean, you do kind of live here. Uh, So uh, the way this works is uh, Pastor Lou Whitford was here, hired me uh, in 1990 or 2000. And he was the pastor that was originally here when you guys came the first time and, and opened the doors up and said you could stay here. Gave us a key to the church. Gave me a key to the church. Come back anytime you want. I, I talked to him uh, last week and he still regretted that. Yeah, but, um, I, <laughs> can't blame him. So... Uh, Pastor Lou was here 12, 13 years, and then Pastor Don was, uh, who is still here, by the way. I think Linda's in the service. Raise your hand, Linda, Pastor Don's wife. And um, Linda, Linda. <laughs> so they were here 16 years. So, but by the time I became uh, lead pastor, I got stuck with them. Like, you weren't going anywhere, right? You weren't going anywhere. You're a part of the part of the church. Sorry. Apology accepted. I wanted to talk to you. We, we had a conversation the other day, and um, 
I'll be honest with you. I, I personally love doing this. I love uh, talking to people who've been doing. I don't. Who've been doing, <laughs> who've been doing anything for a long time. I don't care what it is. If you've been doing it a long time, I want to get inside your head, figure out how you did it, why you did it, what kept you going. If you've been married a long time, if you've been in your job a long time, like I love talking to people who've done things for a long time. Because I, what I'm doing, I want to do it for a long time. I want to, I want to end well. And, um, and so having known you over all these years, uh, you guys have done this a long, long time. And, and it's, there's a lot more difficulties in what you do than what I do. Because I'm, I'm not dragging my house around. I'm come showing up to the same place every day. You guys inherently have a lot more difficulty. We'll get into that. But um, I thought it would be nice to, to go all the way back to the beginning. All the way back to the 70s. You got, you got married in 1976? That's a good year. It was the year I was born. Yeah. It, was, it was a great year. Yeah, it was a centennial? It was. Bicentennial. A bicentennial. Perfect. Yeah. Some, some people, like we use, a, we use a terminology in church called, and we, we say the word, you've been called. You have a calling on your life. And that's kind of a churchy term. You don't, you don't go into your job and they say, oh, it looks like you were called to do this. <laughs> that terminology is not used anywhere else. It's used in scripture and it's used in the church. And sometimes we have a, we have a difficulty figuring out what, well, what, what does that even mean? And we, and we make it a little more complicated than it needs to be. And so I like going back to when, when I find people that have done things a long, long time and have stayed with it and made it happen, figure out how they started. Was it unique? Was there anything special about the way they started? What, what did it look like? And, and, and so why don't you start there? You didn't grow up necessarily in church, no. like with your family going to church or anything. No. So why don't you start with that? I think the calling of God starts when you're born. Let that sink in. Because you're born for a purpose. Yeah. Every one of us. You know, it's not always known. You don't always know what that entails. You never know what it entails. You just uh, are born, and then you, you live life, and you go through life, and it's a day at a time. And, and then for us, uh, for me, I was in the military, and, and I was going to be a lifer. I was in the Navy, and um, I was going to re-enlist and do 20 years. Retiring at 38 sounded good back then. I wasn't saved at the time. And then I tell people that what happened is I went in the the Navy a drunk, became an alcoholic, and came out a Christian. <laughs> it's kind of the opposite. For some, that's some of not the, a recommendation. That's not a recommendation. Okay, just. That's not some ideal you should strive for, okay? So anyhow, so I um, went in there, and, and uh, God be, began to deal with me and or speak to me through a, a brother and who uh, was a good friend down in, in Florida, and uh, through him, I, I gave my heart to Christ. And... and uh, then God, God began to speak to me that, to get out of the military, and uh, that I had been, I felt a call to go to the ministry, into the ministry, and it wasn't till later, back in my home church, that uh, I uh, struggling through all that. I was just being obedient. I just, you know, that I, for me, it's always been, Lord, what do you want me to do? When I got saved, I, I said, Lord, what do you want me to do? I'll do whatever you want me to do. I says, I'm not much, but I'm here. I'm available. You know, for whatever you want me to do. <laughs> if you can use me, here I am. 
And so he began to guide our steps and so on. And, and, um, and uh, yeah, um, I went from there. <laughs> so you know, I just... It, just the, the open door. Yeah, just yeah. demystified a little yeah, bit. You, it, you didn't start out. And no, you, you heard no five God didn't plan. blind you with a light no, and no, knock you down no, and, no. and all that stuff. He probably should have. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. So, so you just, you, you, you accept Christ. He transforms your life. Yes. Like you, you, were, you were. Yeah, I was radically changed. I, uh, you know, you go to whom much is forgiven, you know, much is, mm. a, I forget how the verse goes, but much is forgiven, much is appreciated. Yeah. That's my version of it. And, um, you know, God just saved me from the pit of hell. And um, he just, uh, I don't know, he just saw something in me, I guess, that, that he wanted to, to use. And, and so he did. And I just made myself available. And, I, and then I just walked through the doors that he opened. It's not a five-year plan. It's not something you, I envisioned this, you know, and never... You know, it's, it was very crude, you know. And yeah. I still feel people bad, for, bad for people that have to sit under my ministry. You know, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's torture sometimes. <laughs> but people are full of grace and mercy. They that mean, that shows their Christianity. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> One of the things I like that you say is, um, you say, I just made myself available. Yeah. Because part, part of what I want to do is, is we is we tend to overcomplicate following Christ. Yeah. We tend to overcomplicate. Well, and I hear people all the time say, "Well, I don't know what God wants me to do. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I don't know what I'm supposed to do." And and take it from a guy who's done this 45 years. You start out by just Three, saying 43. 43 years. You could have just left it. Nobody I know. Would have known. 43 just years. Don't like embellishment. <laughs> to say, God, I don't know what this looks like, but I'm available for whatever. And, and you never know how that's going to play out in your life. I made myself, God saved me, and he gave me peace in my life, and, it, and he allowed me to be available to his plan. And that's it. it it's, not, it's not this big mystery. Uh, and oftentimes I'll tell people, do whatever's in front of you. Exactly. Do whatever's in front of you. Yeah. Well, that, that, that reminds me that, that when I was doing puppets with Kathy back in our home church, because, you know, I liked her, and so if I'm going to be around her, i got to do puppets. Puppets. <laughs> Come on, honey. And we were lip-syncing to, to, to tapes, you know, and doing ministry together, sort of. Sort of. And, uh, and I says, um, I says the Lord, when, when the Lord was kind of clarifying what the call was, yeah. I, I did think I was going to be an evangelist. I did feel, feel that a little bit. And then um, the... <laughs> He, he said to me, like he did Moses, you know, I mean, I'm not Moses. I'm not putting myself in his category, you know, of ministry. But he said, what's that in your hand? And I remember that, that whisper in my heart, you know, what's that in your hand? It was a puppet. You know, I says, you know, for Moses, it was a staff. You know, God will use your interests or the things you're, you're doing for his glory and honor, you know, if you'll just give it to him and dedicate it to him and honor him with it, you know. That's a, that's a big deal. We talked about that, about so many times when people think, oh, God's called me, they think it's like working in a church. Mm -hmm. But you do know most people don't work in churches, right? right? Yeah, but we're yeah. all called to be but, ministers of but God. But we're all called. Yeah, yeah. And so, so the, the thing would be is that God called you to do whatever he's made you good at doing. Yeah. And it doesn't, 
You bring glory to God by doing what you're good at. That's, that's, that's the call of God on your life. No, God never called the people to things they were terrible at. Right. He's always equipped them yeah. and, and, and given them the gifting. Yeah. And, then, and then you find out, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. And it might not be working at a church. It probably, Most statistically, is not working at a church. So I appreciated that about Carl and Kathy. Their, their start was, it, it was like, okay, God, I'm going to make myself available. And then it's like, uh, okay, I seem to be good at this. Okay. Well, okay, we didn't so think so, but you know, <laughs> let's we'll, we'll take it another step. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it, it's like step by step. It's like how you read a book, a sentence at a time. You know, so many times we want the big picture all laid out for us, and and if you if you knew, <laughs> you've heard this before, I'm sure. If we all knew what God had for us, we'd be scared to death and we'd run away from it. Yeah. Because because we would say, no way, I can do that. There's no way I could, you know, go through a truck fire or, you know, the remnants of a hurricane up north riding down the interstate and, and losing a wheel on the camper, you know, going off in high winds and rain, you know, and then have to get out there on the side of the road. And, you know, you don't sign up for stuff like that in life, right? It's not something you look forward to, but yet it's part of the process of becoming the person and the fulfilling the calling and ministry that God is, has in your life. It's, it's, there's good days and bad days, you know, and uh, you got to roll with it. So you start out in New Hampshire, yeah. and you were at a church, yeah. and there was a pastor. What was the pastor's name? Roger Woodwell, yeah. Roger Woodwell. Yeah. I think yeah. we got a couple pictures of Roger, <laughs> Pastor Woodwell. Yeah. So that was and him his wife, back in the Elsie. day. He yeah. was a dapper. Yeah. He um, was a great guy. He's a great guy. So, and then here's a more recent picture of him there. (laughs) So you guys were doing puppet ministry and then, and then you had a conversation with him about, I think this is what God wants us to do. Yeah. Yeah. You'd have liked him. He'd always come up to our car and he'd go, nice car. (laughs) (laughs) Only after we had it paid off. (laughs) Yeah. He was big on uh, being debt free and he. He was, that was one of his ministries in churches, getting them out of debt. But, but he, was a, he was a guy that believed in you yeah, guys early he, on. Um, yeah, he, he uh, encouraged us. Um, we had a lady come to the church there. Uh, I was, Kathy and I were doing puppets, doing youth ministry and whatnot. And then uh, the guy came to the, a girl came to the church and she did a kids, what they call a kids crusade. And I never heard of kids crusade. Heard of VBS, but you know, but I'm, I'm still just out of the Navy. I'm still learning, you know, so much. I mean terminologies and you know, all that stuff. But, you know, I mean, I was at the place in, in maturity, I guess, where I was a leader in the church and a board member and whatnot. It's a small church. And, um, you know, I just, I lost my train of thought. Where was I going? The lady came. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah the lady, Gala, came to the, to the church. I was up at 3.30 this morning, and it wasn't for prayer either. So, <laughs> forgive me. Anyway, so lady came to church and she was doing a kids crusade called Let's Climb Mountains with Jesus. And so I, I remember that. The, the little, I can still remember the jingle to this day. Let's climb mountains with Jesus. Let's climb mountains with him. And uh, she had a little volcano. She made, poured something in it, made it volcano foam, foam out of it, you know. And, and I looked at, and we walked out of it. We were all done. We, she asked us to do puppets for that kids crusade to help her out because she was just one person. Came out of the church out front, and, uh, and I can still see the spot today. And we go back there every two years. And, and, uh, and um, I said to Kathy, I said, you know, we could do that. 
we could do that, not knowing really what that meant, you know, what it was, would become. Yeah. But the idea of doing that kind of ministry, and it was, it was, it was like look, that little nudge of the Holy Spirit. Talked to my pastor about it, Pastor Woodwell, and he uh, he encouraged us. And he says, there's, well, he said, uh, he said, there's a great need for it. I, remember, mm-hmm. I didn't say that in the first service, but I remember him saying, there's a great need for it. You know, f- find a need and fill it. You know what I mean? You can do that in the church. Find a need and fill it, you know, in, in conjunction with the leadership of the church, of course. But um, so there was a need. So we put out, uh, he, he gave us a recommendation. Uh, our uh, sectional presbyter gave us a rec- recommendation letter, and we sent out letters to, to churches in the northern New England district and, and whatnot. And um, I was doing Berean courses at the time, uh, studying the, the scriptures, you know. Uh, to learn the word better, because that's kind of important if you're going to preach, you know, to, to, to kind of learn the scriptures. A little small detail. Anyways, <laughs> so so let, let me interrupt you. Yeah, there. sure. So you did not come from. You didn't grow up in church. No, you didn't no. Have this church history. Well, I, I, I as a child, I went to the Lutheran church. Yeah. And um, I went. They were teach. I remember they were teaching the Ten Commandments. Yeah. Know? And uh, that was cool. But the real, real reason I went was for the cookies and the punch. Because those ladies could make cookies, and they never put sugar in the Kool-Aid. So it was like tart and sweet. Why, why put sugar in the Kool-Aid if you're going to have a sugary cookie? It's a perfect balance. I don't know why that's we have a, to overdose a, on that white that's stuff. That's a Northeast thing. We Is it? Yeah, you don't do that in the, the South. Mid-Atlantic. No, I know. Can you tell? Yeah. I want to go back there because um, you might not have been somebody that that the church would just believe in. Are you saying I'm weird or something? <laughs> hey, Your all, you, all you weird people out there, God calls weird, dysfunctional people. <laughs> I'm going to get Think some emails this week. Look at everybody in the Bible. Moses, all those big shots. They were all dysfunctional. Came from yep. dysfunctional families. Yep. There's an old song. Dysfunctional, dysfunctional. I'm codependent, insecure, dysfunctional. I stole that from somebody. I forget. I'm sorry. See how hard it was for that first pastor to believe in him, but he did it anyway. Hey. I was going to say... You didn't come from a like a church background in the sense that he no. knew your family no. and 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 it, family by saved. your own um, admission you, you had been an alcoholic, yeah. all these things, and yet he decided to take a chance and go, hey, you know what? Yeah. I believe in you guys. And, and my point to that is, well, is, I wasn't an alcoholic when he met me. Though, no, so no, 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 no. But, but I'm sure he knew your background. <laughs> my my point to that whole thing is this. Um, you never know who's around you that you just need to believe in for a moment. Yeah. And, and there, there's so many, especially in our culture today, uh, there's so many young people that need, just need somebody to believe in them for a moment. Mm-hmm. And, and, to, and to be able to just, just put their history away and just say, you know what? I, I think you're capable. I think you're able. I'm going to support you. I'm going to back you. And, and you never know how, how that could turn out. I'm sure that pastor in, in, in 1977 or whatever it was, 78, I'm sure he didn't go, well, I'm sure they're going to be doing kids ministry 45, 43 years later, and they'll be traveling all over the country. He probably had no idea. 
but one, one act of support to somebody who God was giving a nudge to created a legacy. And, and I'm going to say this, we would not even know about that pastor uh, unless you, you had done what you did. And so if there's anybody in your family, anybody in your, uh, in your neighborhood, anybody that you work with, that, that God has kind of encouraged, man, just believe in him for a second. It might be the first time anybody's ever believed in him, but just believe in him for a second. And you never know how far that could go. Beth and I have had the opportunity to do that over the years with some young people, just bring them into the house and just believe in them. And, um, and and it it turns out in ways that you can never imagine it turning out. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's interesting you say that because there are times in our meetings where, you know, we, we, we give an altar call and let the kids come down and pray and, and, and I'll see a kid in the, in, at the altar or it might be that unruly kid that's, you know, making the disturbance, you know, the wild one, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and I, and it's like, I'll look at that kid will come to the altar and I'll look at him and I'll go, and it's almost like for a split second, the Lord allows me to see not who he is, Mm. but who he's going to become. Or I, or I wonder, you know, I preach a message. What will this child be? What will this child be? You know, and, and yeah, we just don't know. We just don't know how the impact we're having. Or, or. So you start out, you have a couple people believe in you. Yeah. And, and 43 years later, you're still doing it. So there had to be something about your mentality that kept you doing it that long. Because you and I have talked, crazy. there's a <laughs> crazy. Crazy works for me. <laughs> Every time, every time we unload the truck and set this thing up, I go, Lord, this isn't what I had in mind being an evangelist. I like the idea of packing a Bible under my hand and walking in, you know, and just that's all I got to carry, you know, maybe a suitcase or whatever, you know. So you, um, 43 years, I'm sure there was multiple times over 43 years where you could have went, you know what, it's not worth it. It's just too much. What kind of mindset do you have to have? You're gonna, and, and we're talking about leaving a mark if you're going to do something for a long time. What kind of mindset do you have to have in those, in those seasons where it doesn't seem like it's going to work, it's not coming together, it's difficult? What kind of mindset for, for do you have me, to have? For me, it's, it's the calling of God. Um, that God and, and again, I don't want to make it mysterious, but for me, it was a call. And that's the only thing that's kept me going, you know, when my flesh wanted to quit. You know, and it has been a few times, you know, and um, but the calling is what keeps us go- going. And uh, Kathy was sharing uh, this morning with me uh, Hebrews chapter 12. Uh, it talks about we're in, we're we're um, surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. And, and she was reading from was that the Passion Bible? Was it? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And it talks. You want to talk about that? No. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so it, it's it talks about. In the Passion Bible, it talks about the arrows or the, the stabs or the, I forget how it words it, but it's really neat. And, and how basically the afflictions we go through or the trials we go through in ministry, you know, keep going because there's this great cloud of witnesses that have gone on before us yeah. that have been through it. 
and they came through and they survived. And Jesus himself went through it, you know. He endured the cross. It wasn't something he looked forward to, you know. He didn't come into this world, oh boy, I'm going to go get suffering, get beat up and my beard ripped off my face and crown. You know, he didn't. But he said, for who for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame. And so you endure hardship as good soldiers, Paul said, knowing that you hope what you're doing is is, is building people, you know, and and encouraging them to, to run the race. Yeah, and not quit the race of life, not just ministry, but the race of life. We, we you know, it, and it's not a sprint. We we we, we we're short-term people, you yeah. know. We're, it's it's an it's an it's an endurance race. It's it's a marathon. It's it's you know cross-country race as opposed to the hundred-yard sprint. Yeah, so Pastor Don uh, hiked the Appalachian Trail 10 years ago or so, and I remember he would say, you never quit on a bad day. Bad day, day yeah. Never quit on a bad I've, day. That's meant a lot to me ever since he shared that. You yeah. Know, and, uh... So lo- longevity, leaving a mark for a long time, yeah. means it doesn't mean, I, I know there's a philosophy nowadays, you know, live your best life now, and, and, if, you, and if you check all the boxes and you won't have any problems <laughs> and all that stuff, and, and that's not really... That's not the Bible. What the Bible does say is, in the, in the midst of all those problems, you just keep waking up and going at it. Yeah. If you fall down, you get back up. Yeah, you, you know, just if keep... You, if you have a bad day, your ministry didn't go the way you think it, you know, I mean, you have those times, man, I was a flop, you know? Yeah. But what do you, you don't, you don't quit, you just, yeah. okay. And the enemy... I think that that's, I think I've learned that you enjoy the process instead of, and say, Jesus, what are you teaching me through the process? And yeah. then it's nothing's bad. Nothing's bad because he's teaching you and you're growing. Yeah. And allowing the roots, God's roots to grow deeper and deeper in the soil of your heart. And remember, we have this treasure. It's a treasure in earthen vessels. The, the treasure we have is Christ. Yeah. In these clay pots we call bodies, you know. And... Uh, it's a treasure that we hold, and, 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 it, and it's in imperfect vessels. This, it, it, it boggles your mind when you stop to think about it. There's no, there's no human on the earth that's, that's perfect. You know, we, we, we talk about sainthood. That's putting people on too much of a pedestal. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We're ordinary people, just like the disciples, and we're, we're given a task. Number one, to worship and love and serve God. And whatever you do, honor him. The Bible says, whatever you do, do with all your, all your heart and all your strength, and then honor him with it. And, and, you know, if you can't honor him with it, we shouldn't be doing it. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, I like that about just getting up every morning and keep going at it. You're going to fail sometimes. You're going to yeah. get it right sometimes. Yeah. The grace of God yeah. makes up for all that. Yeah. And so if you, if you find yourself this morning in a place you know, if, if you got kids, there's times you wake up in the morning going, man, I don't know if I can do this. Yeah. If, you, <laughs> if, you have, if you're married, there's times you wake up and you go, man, I don't know if I can do this. If you're sick, there's times you wake up in the morning and you think, man, I don't know if I can do this. Oh, yeah. And, and so the, 
the Holy Spirit in you gives you the capability to wake up and do it another day. Yeah. Just wake up and do it another day. That's interesting you say that because there's been times, you know, like, are there any kids in here? Mm. Well, somebody does a puppet here. And there's been times of the guy that does that puppet, person that does that puppet, is battling a cold or... But actually, it adds a more of a realism to him, yeah. you know. But I mean, what I'm saying is, you, you know, you don't feel like doing it, but, and I, I, I don't believe in superstition, so I'm going to say it. I never missed, or he, that person has never missed <laughs> a service yeah. because of illness yeah. in all those years. Uh, you know, didn't always feel the best, but never missed. Yeah. Not one time. Thank you, Jesus. I'm just thinking about that now. Yeah, that's good. So you had four kids. Yeah, they're awesome. So Sam, Matt, Rachel, and Debbie. And Debbie. Yeah. And, and they're all leaving me, <laughs> except for Matt, the faithful one. <laughs> He's a lifer, just like his old man. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Hey, listen, we, Debbie just got married, right, and the last November, right? And, and, and I, I got to be honest with you, okay? I, I thought, oh, are we done? Oh, uh, yeah. Because she was the worship, the, the music part, you know, and a lot of other things she did. Drove the box truck, you know? And I'm going, man, is this the end? You know, is this, God, do you have a, a different direction? And uh, but by faith, we were building the set. And we're in the middle of building the set last year, this one right here. And Liz meets me in the parking lot. And, uh, of course, we were transitioning her into driving the box truck. That was number one. Now, if anybody knows Liz, she's, she's kind of quiet. And she stopped me in the, in the driveway down there, and she said to me, she says, Carl, I don't want you to worry about the music. That God has told me that I'm supposed to step up. And you wait till you see her t tonight. I'm telling you. Now, she'd probably crucify me for saying this, but, you know, <laughs> uh, but she don't like to make a big deal of stuff. You know, yeah. she's just a servant, just like Kathy. They're so much alike. And um, just a servant's heart. And yeah. But she's. We're still going. <laughs> Hallelujah. I set a goal for 120. I'm 68. Still playing with toys. Life is good, people. You said, um, I heard you say that with kids, um, you saw just their interests developed. And um, that's a big deal. If you have young kids in here, uh, so many times we have, you know, we, we have an idea about what we want our kids to do and how we want them to turn out. And, and we, we fail to, uh, fail to really watch and, and be observant about what the giftings God has given our kids. And, and I was a lot like, you, you told a story about Matt. I was a lot like Matt. I would get a car or a toy and then just a week later just have it all ripped apart and people would be frustrated. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you, were, you guys were great at, at recognizing 
the, a gift or an ability in your kid and letting them pursue that? Well, that, that would be Kathy. <laughs> she, she's got that gift. And, uh, and uh, she just, she's just, she understands young, particularly young children and how they tick. And, and that's really her, her, her niche. And uh, so, you know, as she loves kids. You know, and, and this, this, in my wife's words, saddens my heart that you see parents that, and, and I'm not being critical, just observe observation, is that their kids are a nuisance. Mm. They're an interruption. She doesn't see them that way. You know what I'm saying? She sees them, again, wants to help them develop, express themselves as a kid and then grow into a, a man or woman of God, you know, and, and, and you can't, and so she's got the gift to really to see and, you know, you know, and I just follow her lead on that and, and so she sees, you know, Matt tearing things apart and, you know, my sister said, I'm not going to get you, Matthew, any more gifts for birthday or Christmas every time I give him something, he tears it apart. Now, if you don't see that, what he's doing, you just see the symptom. What's he doing? He's tearing apart, but he's creating, he's finding how it works, and then he's recreating something else with it. Yeah. You see? And as a result of that, you get this. Yeah. Yeah. Because and- he is the designer. Yeah. And then we build it together as a family. And, and that's a trash can lid. Yeah, this is a trash can lid right here. I did this same thing in the second ser- first service, so I'm going to go do it now. This is a trash can lid, a part of, part of one, <laughs> see? So you, who'd, who'd have thunked it, right? Why make a mold and try to build some or build it out of wood when, when it's Rubbermaid already made? has already done it. And Rubbermaid has already done it. Don't, re- <laughs> don't reinvent the trash can lid. <laughs> he just, he, d- he does that, you know, and he's done that for years, and it's just, it's fascinating. It's, it boggles our mind. So yeah. with all your kids, you, you created an environment where they could explore those yeah, things. I think yeah. so. I think so. Encour- and- encouraged their interests. Now, it's one thing to, you know, your kid says, I want to play the trombone, Okay. And, you know, in school, it's, it's okay, you know, but don't invest in a, you know, a big drum, expensive trombone until they play it for a while and you find out if it's a real, genuine interest. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But don't be afraid to encourage them in their interest. Yeah. But you've got to do this. But they like doing this. And, and you know, and, and, and if, if they can do it well, then, yeah, you know, encourage that to take place, you know. I want you to be a doctor. No, they may not want to be a doctor. Yeah. They may not have the gift and calling to be a doctor. Don't live, you probably heard this, don't live Vikings. your dream through your kids. And I've told my kids all along, listen, as they got older and they could leave home, you know, um, we told him, I said, listen, and I repeatedly told him, I said, I don't ever want you doing this ministry for mom and dad. Hmm. Never. Because they could miss God. Yeah. So the neat thing is, three of them have left. They were really frustrated. They all told me. Yeah. They, yeah they're, anyway. they were t- hey, <laughs> hey, listen, I'm not an easy guy to live with, right, honey? <laughs> it's okay. We're just on national television. <laughs> So uh, the beautiful thing about it is that 
they're they're all old enough to make their own choices. And even though even though they they decided not to be in kids' church anymore, they're still in some type of ministry. Thank God. And and that's that's an that's a, a beautiful thing. Yeah. I mean, Sam and Lara here. Sam handles all the creative and tech stuff here at the church, and Lara does our uh, missions. And then and then um, Debbie, the the two that we stole, Debbie. Um, He's proud of it. <laughs> Debbie and Matt, her husband Matt, Lord, they me. handle they lead worship at our Berkeley Springs campus. Everybody, give it up for Dave, uh, Debbie and Matt up there. I love you, Debbie. I love you, Matt. Oh, Matt, I like you too. <laughs> and then, because um, like is better than love. Talk to me afterwards true. about it. And then, All right, I'll tell you now. You have to love. <laughs> you have to love people. God commands us. It's a command to love one another, right? As I have loved you. But you don't have to like people. So if you like people, that's higher and better than love. <laughs> Go ahead, Pastor. I'm sorry. Yeah, that was, it's your fault. You that, asked me to that, do this. That's iffy. And then uh, your daughter Rachel is married with um, yes. with a new little uh, grandbaby yes. uh, up in Phineas. and they're in Maine. Yeah, He's now he just got a pastor. position yeah. up there in the church up there as a, a discipleship pastor. Yeah, so they're excited about that. Yeah, yeah, he so, was doing lawn care and stuff, and so, but he's felt the call to the ministry, and so he's fulfilling his call. And we knew him, we knew him since he was a, a kid when we were doing kids crusades, and and Rachel was a kid, but an older kid, so Rachel couldn't find a spouse that was as great as Dad. So God had to grow one for her. So he's a bit younger than her, but. Oh, well, there you go. Lord has wonders to perform. <laughs> I'm sorry. So No, I'm not. No, you're not. <laughs> that was disingenuous. He knows not what he's doing. <laughs> so what would you say, what would you say to somebody, 43 years, yeah. uh, you haven't said anything to me about quitting anytime soon. No. Um, People ask me that all the time. I go to a church. Is it the gray hairs? Is it, is it, is it that? They say, say how did, so, so they're always nice about it, you know? So, you know, one guy was just asking me not too long, I won't say where, but I think because he wanted me, as, me to be his children's pastor, but he was just, you know, going around the bush. He figured, this guy ought to retire right now, you know, so maybe I could get him cheap, you know, or something, you know? And so, I don't, I don't know. I'm not, I'm just, I don't know. But, you know, so people ask that all the time. How long do you think you're going to do this? And I go, and, I, and the answer is always the same. I'm going to do it until I can't do it physically or mentally, and, 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 or if God tells me to do something different. Which one do you think will come first, physical or mental? <laughs> That's a good question. I think they're probably on an even keel. What were you thinking, honey? Go ahead. Be a fool like me. Utter all your mind. So let me, uh, let me ask you this to wrap We're it up. We're fools for Christ. Amen. Welcome to the Carl and Kathy Comedy Show. <laughs> let me ask you this. Looking out, been doing a, you've been married 45 years. You've been doing ministry 43 years. What's your piece of advice to be, to be married this long, to be doing the same thing this long? What, what do you have to tell people? What, how, do, how, do you, how do you look at it every day to be doing it this long? Number one, just know that you're, you're serving Christ. Do whatever you do as unto the Lord and not unto men. Yeah. That's where our heart has to be. 
And yeah, and, and for us, it's it's you know, Kathy's always saying it. You know, we we, we got to please the Lord, not ourselves. Yeah. You know, at the end of the journey, you know, it's like he's going to say, "What? What have you done? I've gave you this. I gave you these talents. Yeah. I've given you whatever He's given you." And he's going to ask you, what did you do with it? And I just want to hear those words. Not how successful you are, or hmm. I am, or you are, Kathy. Not, not success as the world. I want to hear the words, well done. Yeah. Come on. Well done. Good and faithful servant. And that's what we're called to be, servants. Get up every morning with that mindset. No, I don't. <laughs> but every once in a while, he drops it in my heart and says, "You get up reminds more days. me why are you doing this?" Because I'll be honest with you, you know, I, I have to. You know, we've achieved a certain amount of success. Some people say, "You know, we're the best in the country." I don't, I don't buy into that. You know, I, it's not. I don't want to be the best. We don't want to be the best. We just are being faithful with what God and obedient and so um, where, was it go- where was I going with that you wake up and I got some timers yeah. and so, sometimes I remember where I'm going sometimes I don't <laughs> huh? beats all timers yeah. anyhow so um, yeah I forgot where I was going I think it's time to stop <laughs> It was going to be good, too. Uh, it was probably the best thing you were going to say. We're all missionaries, okay? We are all called to this earth. When We're all transit. We look transit. You all are transit. And you're to reach where Jesus has you right now with the gospel of Christ. Because we only have such a short time. Even if you have 100 years, you still have a short time to reach this world for Christ. Because once it's done, it's done. And you can't look back and go, oh, I should have. And not that we don't. And I'm like, I could have lived today better. You know, it's not like we were, I feel, ever feel like I were right. But I try to keep that. You know, Jesus, what do you want me to do today? Who are you going to send to me today to minister? It might be in just praying for them. It might be just in in word or in deed but it'll be somebody that you can reach for jesus and so we're all transit this is not our home we're just passing through so if we look at this life as a like you all go on missions trips okay and they're ending front and end that's it you only have that window of opportunity to reach those people in Nicaragua for Jesus. You only have that much time there. What are you going to do with that time? Well, you're going to live it on purpose. And we need to live our lives on purpose here, wherever we find ourselves. And Jesus will just move us wherever he wants if we keep a willing heart. Redeeming the time for the days are evil. That's good. That's good. Come on, could we stand? Could you give them a hand this morning? Let's pray. Father, we thank you today. God, thank you for great examples of longevity. Thank you for great examples of obedience, faithfulness. God, thank you for being faithful to the Lucers. And Lord, we pray, uh, God, that there be many more, many more stories like this in this group of people. Lord, we pray that we be faithful to your call as you're faithful to us. 
Lord, direct our steps this week. Lord, let us honor you with what we talk about and what we do and bring you glory today. In Christ's name we pray and everyone said, amen. We'll see you back here tonight, five o'clock. We thank you for your time today. We hope you have grown closer to Jesus Christ through this message. If you found it helpful, share the message. Share it with your friends and your family. And with your help, we can take the gospel far and wide.